Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who isn't a Nazi. Rob! Hello! So, how is it not being a Nazi? Uh, pretty great. Uh, people don't punch me for uh, excellent reasons. Um... My my one arm doesn't get hired from Sig Heiling all the time. Right. Um, well, you know, I I get to enjoy bagels. It's well, pretty great. Yeah, it, it's almost the complete opposite. You're almost the complete opposite of who we're going to be talking about today. The Grand Director. It's true. I've never directed anything. Yeah, and also you're not a Nazi, uh, which is uh, this dude. That's right. Yeah, so uh, if you could describe what he looks like. All right. Well, he is uh, clad entirely in white. He's got a red Nazi armband. Uh, he's got a cowl, and for some reason, it has um, horns that are like they're not quite devil horns, but they're also not quite bunny ears. They, they, they're like kind of like if you like when you fold like paper in like fancy way or like napkins. Like if you had like shark fins for eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah, and this is. Just not 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 like going on with a costume, except for that Nazi. I mean, the swastika, uh, which I'm going to say not a great look. I mean, I don't know if you agree, but I'm going to say not a great look. Ah, uh, no. So, so yeah, we're going to kind of get into this. Uh-huh. Uh Okay. So we have talked about we have talked about this character briefly. Yes, we have in the Sharon Carter episode. Yes. Um, so, his real name is unrevealed. Uh, this is you, no longer true. But you would know, you would know him by Steve Rogers, and by Steve Rogers, I mean the okay. At this time, would it have been the third, second Captain America, third Captain America. Uh no. At this time, he would have been the fourth Captain America. Oh, he would have been the fourth. Okay, who? Okay, so okay, so Steve Rogers. Yes. Well, Steve Rogers won, I guess. Numero uno. Numero uno. Then Spirit of 76? Spirit of 76, William Nasland. Okay, then who's the third one? Uh, Mace. Jeffrey Mace, oh, oh, the Jeffrey Patriot. Ma- okay, okay, Jeffrey Mace. He was part of the Liberty Squad, or all- uh, The Liberty Legion. Liberty Legion, and the, yeah. And then later, the All Winners Squad, all which winners was the post-war squads. team. Okay, okay, so third. And then it was then it was Steve Rogers 4. Yes. I mean, 2. Uh, Steve Rogers too was supposed to be the Captain America of the Vietnam War. No, no, uh, no of, War, of, of the fifties. Of the fifties, yeah. So like he didn't even make it to the Korean War. He was oh, stateside. No. He was Captain America, commie smasher. Yeah, and he also uh, was. He also had Bucky three with him, who was That's later turned into Nomad. That's with Jack Monroe. Jack Monroe, who. Uh, later has just th- the most nineties of nineties comics. Oh yeah, he uh, was. It was like that Lorenzo Lima show, Renegade. Every every cover had a baby on it and a gun. Yep, I mean well, he, that, that baby them. was a plot point. Well, I mean yes, of course. I mean Ricky Barnes is very important. Um, also just very really important to have like gunfights with a baby close to you. Yes, um, and, and and thankfully for uh, I think I speak for all of the handbook writers. Uh, thankfully, in his Captain America run, Ed Brubaker finally gave this guy a real name, and that was William Burnside. Okay. Okay, so that that's good to know. 
because I, um, I'm gonna be honest here, had a hate odd for Captain America for a very long time, and I read, I read every, I read a lot of the stuff after uh, Steve Rogers died in Civil War, but not a lot beforehand. So yeah, it's a blind spot. Um, did we get? Did he dress up like U.S. agent at one point? No, no, he was all, he always just dressed like regular, degular Captain America. Hmm, okay. But Steve Rogers wore the U.S. agent costume first, when he was the captain. Oh, yeah, I remember, I remember part of the captain. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, U.S., I really like the U.S. agent costume. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so, so yeah, that's the brief history of Captain America, who is, there's a lot of them. Yes. Like, how many, how many all, all, like, and. Well, I don't think you would count Elijah Elijah Bradley Bradley as Captain America. Not technically. Not technically. No. Like should have been, but technically yes. no. Which would have made Steve Rogers Captain America, Captain America two, and blah 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 blah. And then there was a couple more after. But there was um, Bucky. Falcon, and there's probably people in between that I forgot about. I think, uh, well, and there's a U.S. agent. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, U.S. agent. U.S. agent. And I don't know, I guess you could maybe count all the pretenders in Civil War. I mean, they're they're a bunch of pretenders, but as far as like like a government-sanctioned lineage of Captain Americas, like if they were putting out like Captain America stamps, those would be the guys on the stamps. Yeah. So, So, yeah, there's been a lot of Captain Americas. So yeah, it's and there's going to be more in the future. And this guy, uh, probably the worst. Yeah, uh, as you can see by the picture we're going to be having up. On yeah, again, <laughs> big big Nazi uh, symbol. Probably uh, probably your first clue as to that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so at the time his name was unrevealed. His yes. occupation was adventurer. You think it'd be um. You know, different than that. He's having Nazi adventures. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess there was Nazi adventures. Uh, so his identity was known to certain U.S. government officials. Um, he has no criminal record in the United States. Yes. Uh, he his other aliases was Cap uh well Captain America Four and Steve Rogers. Mm. And also, if you don't remember my Nomad episode. He made himself look like Steve Rogers. Yep, had plastic surgery and changed his name to Steve Rogers. So even before he started taking the janky super soldier serum that made him finally go off the deep end, he was not 100% stable. Yeah. So um, his place of birth was New York City. Oh, almost like a certain Steve Rogers we know. And his place of death is the most Nazi place to die. A dirigible flying over New York City. Yeah, it. I mean, you can't get more like, like Nazi Nazi commander dying in a fictional area by having them not by by having them die in a dirigible. It's just it's kind of how you do it. So, uh, he he has no known survivors, and he was uh he had uh was partner of Bucky Three, and the leader of National Force. Which was a white nationalist, uh, white nationalist organization. Yeah, I mean, if if you're in anything that has force in the name, there's a good chance that it's not going to end well. 
Well, also, also just like except the for word, maybe force works. Also, like uh, the word national or, or freedom or uh, national freedom and like both of those are kind of tainted a little bit. Free speech is tainted a little bit. Well, you got uh, you got uh, Freedom Force, who were the government super team that was basically most of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yeah, a lot of words are kind of tainted by uh, Nazis. It's kind of weird. And villains. Uh, he uh, first appeared in Captain... Well, modern first appearance was Captain America 153. Now, uh, he does have an older appearance that is way earlier. Yes, that's uh, that's Young Men number 24 from 1953. Yes, and uh, it goes by the name of. <clears throat> oh, it well, it says here twenty five, at least on com- comic oh. line. Okay, but, yeah, but uh, but it says the return of the Human Torch, and this has a really nice cover. I like it a lot, um, except for like one one thing. But this was uh when this was the Atlas days, um the. And it has some really good, really good art. Uh, Joe, uh, man, is it oh, Manley? Joe Manili. Joe Manili. Joe Manili did amazing on the cover. It's uh, you have the Human Torch flying towards a Soviet. I mean, it's supposed to look like a plane, but I'm not sure what angle. Oh no, I know what angle it's coming from. So, so the uh, Human Torch is throwing a fireball at a Soviet plane from like behind, behind the wing. Mm-hmm. And everything's in this like everything's monotone, like a blue, except for the Human Torch and the fire. It's a very good looking cover, very mm-hmm. detailed. You have the New York skyline; it's looking pretty good. And uh, yeah, uh, definitely look at this picture uh, by going to at Alphabet Flight on Instagram and Twitter. So, yeah, and and Manili was uh, he was pro- he would. If he had lived, he probably would have been like a big art artist of the Marvel Age of Comics, but he died in a subway accident. Ooh, that's tragic. Yes. Well, you also have a lot of the really big, uh, early big names. So of course, you have Stan Lee. Uh, you have, uh, as the writer, you have Bill Everett as a penciler. Mm-hmm. Dick Ayers as the artist. And you also have John Romita Sr. as the- yeah. As a penciler. So you have a lot of really big names that go in to make like Marvel kind of what it turns into today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's when, that's when uh, he first appeared anyway. And um, it wasn't like, I, I think they just kind of retconned. I think they retconned like a background character as one of. As as the grant as this guy, William Burnside. Okay. No, wait. Did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was because it was because uh, Steve Rogers, quote unquote, Steve Rogers, was a um. Well, what word I'm trying to say? Steve Rogers was like a teacher, right? And and uh and took in Jack Monroe to be one of one of well his his only uh sidekick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm gonna say not a great, not a great, uh, not a great thing to do as a teacher. 
I'm going to say it wasn't great to bring in a teenager as your sidekick the first time. But the third time, definitely not. Uh, no. Yeah, so... Okay, so so he died in Captain America issue number three hundred sorry two hundred and thirty-six. Uh I'm gonna spoil something for you. It didn't stick. Nope. Um But but yeah. So uh the man that would who became the fourth Captain America, whose true name is unrecorded. Uh, I mean Later, it was 11 years old when the original Captain America first appeared in 1941. The 11 year old boy hero worshipped the original Captain America, perhaps the original Captain America, perhaps to the point of fanaticism. Okay, I'm going to just say that if you change your name and also get like plastic surgery to look like your hero, it's Past fanaticism? Yeah, that, 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 um. Like, I mean, I know fanaticism's like it's supposed to be a lot. Yeah, that perhaps is doing a lot of work. Like, I mean, but like, you know, like being a, like a fanatic about someone is like, you know, having, like talking about them all the time and maybe having like shrine to them. Maybe not getting yourself turned mm-hmm. into them the best you can. Yeah. Uh, the boy was shocked upon reading in 1945, uh, in the New York Daily Bugle that Captain America vanished and his partner Bucky was reported dead. The U.S. government tried to keep Captain America's disappearance and Bucky's demise secret, but the Bugle somehow learned and reported the truth. The government denied the Bugle report, and President Truman soon designated the costume crusader called the Spirit of 76, and a boy named Fred Davis as the new Captain America and Bucky. I have a quick question for you. I have Uh not heard about Fred Davis. I don't think he gets an entry in the 80s handbooks. Okay. Does he do more important things later? Uh, Yes, actually, he... Survives into the modern era, uh, becomes a member of the Nazi-hunting V-Battalion, and is eventually killed off during the Brubaker run. Okay. So, so if he's the second Bucky, then wouldn't that mean that... But wasn't... Did they, are they not considering, like, the like issue that uh, Rick... Uh, that Rick Jones was Bucky as a Bucky? I uh, he I again he might not be an official Bucky because he just wore it for a couple issues kind of to make Captain America feel better. Yeah, I do love that he was like Captain America's just like this is nice, but also you almost got the shit kicked out of you, so stop it, please. Um, that was nice. I mean, that yeah. was nice, of Captain America, to recognize that that Rick Jones is kind of useless most of the time. Um. But yeah, okay. So that's that's good to know because I always because I keep on considering Rick Rick Jones as a second Bucky, even though it was just for a couple of issues. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's good to know. Upon the death of the Captain Second America, Captain Second Captain America, uh, another costume adventurer, the Patriot, became the third. Uh, and we will be talking about the Patriot later. Yes. 
Um, it was so the general public believed that the first three Captain Americas were all the same men. However, however, it, uh, the person who became the fourth Captain America suspected the truth. The man decided to take make the study of Captain America's life his own life's work. <laughs> Uh, he's got a single white female, Captain America. <laughs> uh, the Patriot retired as Captain America, a uh, three in the in the nineteen fifty, and in fifty two, the man who became the fourth Captain America graduated with a PhD in American history, having done his thesis on the life of Captain America. Uh, in early uh, nineteen fifty three, this PhD went to Germany to do research on the Nazi files on Captain America. In the March of that year, the PhD was looking through the 1941 files of Major Kernfoot. Or Kenfoot or Kernfoot? Kenfoot. It's Kenfoot. Okay. Uh, an espionage, espionage officer in the SS. Uh, it found them found the secret soldier form that they that transformed into that transformed Captain America into the original Captain America and believed and was believed to be lost. One of Kerfoot's spies, Heinz Kruger, had lost the formula and sent a report to Kernfoot just before Kernfoot assassinated the uh, formula's discoverer, Dr. Abram. I always say this wrong. Erskine? Erskine. Erskine. Erskine, okay. Okay, Erskine. And himself was killed. And himself was killed. Uh, Kernfoot himself was killed in a bomb blast the day after he received the reports. Hence, apparently the PhD was the only one alive who knew the formula was in the report. That was a lot of complicated stuff to say that a, a Nazi died and had the formula. When were they? When when were they made the retcon? Uh, as to th- that, this wasn't really Steve Rogers. No, no. When that the formula wasn't lost. Well, I mean, it was still mostly lost because he didn't get the whole thing. Well, yeah, but I'm more like like. When did they make the retcon? Like, when would have this been? Would this been in the first, the young men, or no, no? This was in the because in the the young men issues, he was just Steve Rogers. Oh yeah, he would just be Steve Rogers. So this yeah. was in the seventies, I think, when Steve Englehart was writing the book. Okay, okay. Because I'm like Steve Rogers, like the stuff with Captain America, I'm, I, it's a kind of a blind spot for me. So I was wondering when. So. uh so PhD went to Cap- uh, went to Washington D.C. and told certain government high officials that he had rediscovered the super soldier formula. Uh, however, the PhD refused to give them the formula and insisted to become the uh, next Captain America himself. Uh, his terms were accepted, in the intent on convincing America that he was the original Captain America. The PhD learned of the origin of Captain America's true identity, Steve Rogers, from the government files, and underwent surgery to look like Steve Rogers, like including his vocal cords, which the American public probably wouldn't know. 
I wouldn't think so. Because, like, I mean, all of his friends, I mean, all of his friends, like the invaders and stuff, they would know that they were, that he was gone, right? Yes. Yes, the so, invaders so, knew, but I think that was pretty much it. So, so the only people who would be able to confirm the identity would probably be the invaders. Hmm. And so he could probably just talk in his normal voice, but, you know, whatever. It'd be different if uh, it was, like, nowadays and you had, like, like videos of him talking. Oh, sure. Well, actually, they, they probably would have had some of the propaganda films and stuff. Mm. I don't know. Okay, so, um, so yeah, however, on July 27th, 1953, the Korean War ended in a truce. Seeing no current need for a new Captain America due to the war's end, the high government officials canceled their plans to have the PhD as the new Captain America. Now, the PhD was just like, hey, this is BS. <laughs> and he had a uh, professor, and so he kind of just went on with his life, became a professor of a small Connecticut academy, the Lee School, under the name uh, Steve Rogers. There, Professor Rogers met Jack Monroe, who phonetically admired Captain America and Bucky, and bore a strong resemblance to Bucky, and even called himself Bucky as a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that he called himself that, but definitely no one else did. It's true. <laughs> so, uh, so, so this grown-ass man became, be- became close friends with this child who wanted to basically be a soldier like a teed soldier yes um so yeah later that year visiting new york city professor rogers and monroe heard a radio bulletin that the captain uh, that the original captain america's arch enemy the red skull was holding a united was holding united nations delegates hostage at uh at the united nation building Actually, this was also not the original Red Skull, but a communist agent that's assumed right. the Red Skull's identity. So Red Skull Two. Ah, uh, that's Albert Malik. Yeah, and I don't think we get a. Uh, I don't think we get an entry on him. No, uh, he was also the Red Skull who killed Peter Parker's parents. Oh yeah, I don't. I didn't say this. Uh, he he had costumes made for him and and and. Uh, I'm going to put Bucky in inverted commas. Yeah. Uh, so they could dress up like, you know, Captain America and Bucky. They donned their costumes, and Rogers injected himself and Monroe with the super soldier serum, which he prepared, and gave and gave them both super strength. And they have a little thing about here, how the formula didn't give super, uh, didn't give super uh, human strength originally because of the Vita rays. <clears throat> and also, uh, they probably... Should have used some Vita rays. Yeah, uh, hard to whip up your own Vita rays. Yeah. Thus, Rogers and Monroe went into action for the first time as Captain America and Bucky and thwarted the bogus Red Skull. Uh, so, they defeated various uh, other menaces, many of whom were communist agents or sympathizers. And. But because uh, they didn't have the Vita rays, it kind of had detrimental effects on the sanity of both of them. 
and uh, both of the, both of them were kind of uh, suffering schizophrenic paranoia, and they started believing that. Mm, mm, don't like this sentence. <sighs> believing that blacks and anyone who they considered not to have pure, be pure blooded Americans would be dangerous. <sighs> yeah, this is where the turn happens. If you don't, yeah, you it's uh, it's that, it's that janky uh, super soldier serum. It was the ambient of its time. So yeah, communist agents and the two adventurers began attacking innocent people. When Captain America four and Bucky three refused to turn themselves in for psychiatric treatment, the U.S. government had them captured and placed in suspended animation. While Captain America four was in suspended animation, the original Captain America came out to state came out of the state of suspended animation, which he existed since in since. Uh, 1945, and assumed a career as the adventurers. Years later, a government employee, disgusted by what he considered an overtly lenient government policies towards communist nations, released Captain America 4 and Bucky 3 from spin animation. Now realizing that Captain, uh, Captain America, who was active, was the original, and Cap- uh, Captain America 4 and Bucky 3 hunted him down uh, and what is that word? Paranosically? What is that word? Let's see here. P-A-R-A-N-O-I-C-A-L-L-Y. Paranoically. Paranoically. Okay, I've never saw that before. I think uh, I've seen it. Oh, uh, yeah. Para- uh, par- uh, paranoically. Believed him to be a homefront traitor. Uh, Captain America's uh, one ally, the Falcon, and S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Sharon Carter defeated Bucky 3. Captain America 1 confronted Captain America 4 and revealed that he was the original Captain America. Insane with rage, Captain America 4 attacked his former hero, who defeated him. Captain America 4 and Bucky 3 were placed back into suspended animation, but were later sent to a a mental institution in the Catskills Mountain in upstate New York. However, the institution proved to be owned by the corporation. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, the corporation is, uh, it's, it's, it's corporation with capital C. Yeah. One of many Marvel's many, uh, evil subversive organizations. Yeah. Not one that's really around nowadays. Uh, but, but yeah, so it's a criminal organization who made the uh, criminal psychologist known as Dr. Faustus. Yes. Uh, the institutional head. Using gas that affected the mental processes, Faustus reduced Captain America 4's and Bucky's 3's to submissiveness to him. And as a test of his power over Captain America, Faustus ordered him to shoot Bucky. Captain America 4 did so, unaware that the gun was not loaded, and was induced to believe he killed Bucky 3. In fact, Bucky 3 later regained his sanity and lost super strength and be- was Nomad 2? Yes, One, the no, two? second Nomad, because the first Nomad was Steve Rogers. Yeah, who who uh, famously uh, had a cape for a little bit and then tripped on it and then you, he lost the cape afterwards. Yes. 
because and uh I loved I loved because it was it was Engelhart, right? Who yeah, Engelhart, yeah. Yeah, uh I love it because Engelhart knows how to put in like a like a joke. Apparently Captain America always wanted a cape, but he wasn't allowed to, and as soon as he became his own hero, he could just <laughs> make one. And he uh got beat up by a bunch of common people because he got he got kind of wrapped up in his cape but couldn't really get out. Uh and uh he no longer had a cape afterwards. So that was fun. Oh yeah. So uh yeah. So Faustus made Captain America Four the Grand Director of National Force, an organization that Faust secretly ran and was dedicated to stirring up hatred against all racial minorities and ele- and other elements of society. Faustus intended to release his mind-altering gas over Manhattan, thereby enslaving all of its inhabitants. Inhabit- Aided by Daredevil, Captain America One uh, defeated Faustus and thwarted the scheme and brought about the end of National Force. Unable to cope with reality, the insane Captain America 4 activated a suicide device in the national in his National Force uniform, thereby incinerating himself. That's also the same death that Sharon Carter had. Yes. So, who was also under mind control at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I feel like, if you're going to do like a suicide device, maybe not make it fire. Yeah... Like, you know, make it like a suicide capsule or like, I don't know, have like a thing over your heart that if you push down on it, it like injects poison into your heart. That not look as cool, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not as flashy, but I don't know. Fire's kind of one of those things that you could be put out. Well, yes. I mean, unless they put napalm. <laughs> Ooh. I guess you could somehow put napalm in, in a suit. But if you got punched, then whatever. Yeah, you, you don't want to accidentally set it off. So yeah, he's 6'2", weighs 240, has blue eyes, blonde hair. Uh, he was able to lift around a ton uh, with, uh, with the super strength. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't really have any other superpowers besides the super strength. Uh, and and like, uh, like Captain America... Uh, he took steroids and became Olympic level. And um, he doesn't produce lactic acid in his muscles. That's a, that's a big one that they went to in the uh, the handbooks. No fatigue poisons. No fatigues, yeah. And um, he was also really skilled in um, like American style boxing, which. I guess it would be different because Captain America is very acrobatic, sure, and everything. And um, he had like a you know the Captain America shield, um, but it resembled the original Captain America shield, but it was made of bulletproof steel. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't like invulnerable. But like, I guess at this time it would have. Did did they say it was a adamantium out? Uh, vibranium alloy at this point or was that like a later thing i think they had gotten to that to it by that point yes that it was the yes okay yeah because i think because i because they like what was the line they said like unknown alloy yeah they kind of i think it went to adamantium uh, vibranium alloy because they would have had wolverine established at this point yes well and also i think adamantium was actually not introduced as for wolverine but for ultron Oh no, we got Ultron. Yes, Ultron. 
Yeah, Ultron. So they would have they would have had enough established for them to come up with that part. So yeah. Um and he had like the original Captain America costume, so pirate boots, uh, little wings on the head. Um you know, the Puerto Rican flag. That's pretty much it for him. Do you yep. have any do you have any uh anything to say? More things to say? I I got nothing. Again, I I kind of love that uh this guy is a weird retcon of weird 50s comics where there was a brief uh 50s superhero revival. So yeah, I guess we're going to get to our last part. Uh so Rob Are they still dead? Is he still dead? He is not still dead. Yeah, so if you can go in a little bit into, into that. All right, great. so it turned out that instead of immolating himself, he had only been very badly burned and had been healing in a tube uh, owned by uh, Dr. Faustus and his employer, the Red Skull, for years before he was finally released to uh, to kill Bucky, who was at the time Captain America. Yes. And he's... Like, where is he currently? Uh, they... Uh, they they caught him and they uh, they faked his death and then put him in an institution so that they can finally you know get him some help. I have a feeling like something like he might show up in the he might show, in up. The new, he might show up in the newest uh, Captain America run, which is really good. Oh, the uh, the ton of easy coats that is really good. No, it's very good. Um, yeah. And also uh, speaking of ton of easy coats. Um, He's no longer writing. No, no, he's no, he's still writing Cap, uh, Black Panther. Still writing Black Panther. Black Panther. Uh, they did the thing that I love in comics, where just like put it into space. Yeah, and uh, they're doing real fun stuff. So you should definitely read uh, the Intergalactic Empire uh, of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. The Black Panther. Yes, it's set in the future where Wakanda has an intergalactic empire, and. Uh, Killmonger, oh, the version of Killmonger has a, a, a symbiote. And, uh... Yes. There's a lot of really cool stuff in it. You should read it. It's real good. So. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just read read the other stuff that Ta-Nehisi Coates wrote. Writes. Turns out he's a good comic book writer. So, you know. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Let's do plugs. Alright. So, I, uh, I'm on another podcast, uh, Stasis Pod. We cover uh, various Transformers uh, sh- uh, shows, episode by episode. And I'm also a member of the Marvel Research Team, and we have just finished up uh, our consulting job on History of the Marvel Universe, the the gorgeous uh, Mark Wade Javier Rodriguez project that summarized the whole breadth and length of the Marvel Universe in a mere six issues. Uh, the all six issues are in stores now, and pretty soon, a uh, treasury edition-sized uh, trade of the book will be coming out as well. So check it out in singles or in that gorgeous oversized trade. Which I can guarantee you I'm going to be buying because, first off, the art's amazing, and yes. as you can tell, I love talking about uh, Marvel history. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, I don't know if how you can tell or anything, but... Uh, but yeah, it's, it's real good. Um, you know, we, we get it, it, at least, at least at this point, they have my, one of my favorite friendships, Galactus and, uh, and Franklin, Franklin Richards. So I'm glad that that is officially a thing. Mm-hmm. 
at this point and was not completely retconned by the whole um, Secret Wars thing, yes. which I thought it was for a while, and I was a little upset about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, you should definitely read it. It's very good. Um, even as a person who, like, I have blind spots, but I have, like, a pretty good knowledge of, like, a lot of stuff anyway. And, like, there's some real deep cuts in there, and I've actually read a lot of really good series. Mm. More series after reading reading it, because it pointed out things that, you know, I maybe overlooked before. So, I think people who have barely any knowledge, as well as people who have a lot of knowledge, would, uh enjoy reading the history of the Marvel uh, history of Marvel universe. Yeah. My name is Jesse. I have another podcast called creepy critters uh, where I talk about, where I talk about uh, cryptids and some lure detail. I also have another podcast called limited theories where I talk about limited Marvel series issue by issue with my friend, Rob, not this one, the, the <laughs> Rob, Rob Tavino. And, uh, by the time this comes out, it will actually be the day before Christmas. Uh, so, I guess, hey, Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, and um, uh, tomorrow, if you want to listen to us talk about uh, Deadpool getting a contract trying to kill uh, to kill Santa Claus, uh, we cover Deadpool number seven written by Scotty Young. In it. Mm. So it's very it's a very good one, and I would suggest people listen to it. So okay, uh so yeah, this has been Alphabet Flight and uh, Justice is served. <laughs>